James chapter 1 from verse 2 onwards. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Praise God. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I want to stop right here and focus on these two words that the Holy Spirit wants me to. Various trials. Not when you fall into trial, into a trial, but various trials. God's word says God's people will encounter different kinds of trials in their lives. Different kinds of trials in their lives. That's something that will happen to every believer. But God says this. He says, when this happens to you, that means when unexpected things happen to you, God says, count it all joy. Because the Lord God who causes you to have that encounter with the trial has a purpose for that trial. There is a purpose for the trial. So when you know that God has a purpose for that, and you know that that purpose is for your good and for his glory, we must rejoice when we encounter those trials. When we see that, we know something good is happening. Something good is happening. Now, how many of you, when you encounter something bad, you think something good is happening? Can you see what God is doing in the midst of what your natural eyes may see? Something good is happening. Something good is happening. So God says here, something good is happening when, when God allows you to encounter trial A, trial B, trial C, trial D, all the way to Z. It does something to you. God says here, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So when you look at the trials that God allows you to encounter, that you come face to face with that lion. You come face to face with that bear. That's what happened to David. Suddenly, David, who was a shepherd who was so young, 
And if he became the king of Judah when he was 30 years old, imagine how young he would have been because he's standing before Saul way before that. Many years before that, he's standing before Saul and he's telling that, oh, I had an encounter with a lion and this is what my God helped me to do to that lion. I had an encounter with a bear and this is what my God helped me to accomplish in front of that bear against the bear to get the bear and to bring that bear down. Imagine how young David would have been. God didn't say, well, you're too little son and I'll wait till you get 40 years old and maybe you can become a little mature in your mind and maybe a little strong in your body. And No. God knew that this young David, if he has to sit on the throne at 30 years old, you know when the training starts? Little. When he was young. So when that training starts, to really get you to where God wants you to, trials are allowed by God, ordained or orchestrated in order to get you to where you need to. That means there's something God is doing. He's strengthening you, strengthening you, strengthening you, strengthening you, strengthening you. And how does he strengthen you? By strengthening your faith. And how does your faith get strengthened? Every time you face a trial, you trust in God. When you trust in God, you overcome. There's something that happens into your inner being. There's something that happens into your mind. There's something that goes into your body. There's something that goes into your entire being, which is the Word of God. Because without the Word of God, there's no faith. Faith comes from the Word of God. So what does God do? When you go and face the enemy, He actually prepares you with His Word. He gives you his word so you can hold on to and that is your sword when you face the trial. I pray that God will help you to understand. When you stand before the enemy, the sword that you will be using to overcome the enemy is the word that God has given you right before the trial. So every time you go and face the enemy, God is so faithful, He will give you the tool that you need before you can encounter the enemy. God is never going to say, okay, I'm going to put you before the enemy without giving you the tools for it. So in David's case, God strengthened David's hands. David was a little fellow. He was not a big man. He was not like Goliath, that the lion got scared of him and he went and pounced on that lion. No. David was a little fellow. But that little fellow, how was he able to destroy the lion and the bear with his hands? How can he do that? He was not a mighty warrior. He was a little fellow shepherd who was watching over not even his own sheep. Not even his own sheep. It's his father's sheep. Little fellow. But how did he get that strength? I mean, think about that. His God who is so big saw this little fellow, took him and put him in front of that lion. Just like that. Is his God so cruel? Is he so cruel? He said that, little fellow, go and face the lion and let me see. If you have enough strength to face the lion and you overcome, then I'll see if I can promote you to the next job. No. This little fellow was no little fellow. He was God's little fellow. Because he was God's little fellow, in that little body was the power of God going through day and night. That's the difference. When God placed him before the lion, he placed him with his power inside of him. 
This brings us to our connection with God day and night. When we are connected with God day and night, we are like this source that is connected to the powerhouse continuously where we get that force into us. You can have a nice big cable, but if it's not plugged to the outlet, no good. But when it's plugged to the outlet, it becomes useful. How many of you know that if you need to connect a generator, it needs to be connected to the power? If you need to connect your iron or connect your vacuum or whatever it is, you have to connect it to the outlet. It can be an expensive equipment, even your computer. It can be an expensive equipment, but if you don't connect it to the outlet, no matter what big wireless wireless can be, it needs to be charged. It needs the outlet. Whatever it may be, it needs that power source. If it is not connected to that power source, after some time, it becomes useless. God says today, you can become like this David, who was filled with power, God's power. When God placed him in front of the line, he knew that, hey, He's going to tear the lion's mouth. He's going to bring the bear down. God said, I know you will do it. Just like how he told to the enemy about Job. He said, I know my servant Job. God saw that about little David. God is speaking to our hearts today. When he takes us and he puts us in front of A, B, C, all the way to Z, whatever the trials may be, various trials. When we know who our God is, we will count it all joy. Because it is at that time we know it is our opportunity to bring down that enemy. It is our opportunity to bring down that enemy. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. See, when you know that the enemy is not bigger than you, you will have the courage to face the enemy and not run away from the enemy. How many of you think that if a lion is in this room right now and it comes running at you, how many of you think that you will stay there and talk to the lion and say, hey, like how you'll talk to somebody else's puppy that runs you know, down the road and say, hi, cutie pie. Or how many of you will say, Oh my God, Jesus, Jesus, help me and run out the door. We will run out the door. David was someone who faced the lion. Why? Just like Samson, when he saw the lion, the Spirit of God came upon him. And he knew that this cannot be let to live. If I don't bring it down, it's going to bring me down. Sin is like that. If you don't bring it down, it'll bring you down. It's important for you to go after it and bring it down. But you know what? He gives you the power. God gives you the power to bring the enemy down. When you bring that enemy down, God will take you to the next one. He won the lion and he won the bear. Then he was taken to Goliath. When he stood before Goliath, he said, Oh, my God gave me the victory over the lion. He gave victory over Goliath, over the bear. Now, the same God will give me victory over this uncircumcised Philistine. God is speaking to our hearts today. 
every time he takes us through something, it is for something. It's never in vain. If there is a goal, understand that, if there is a goal for the trials that God allows, ordains in our lives, then there is also a duration for it. There is a goal and there is a duration. And there is a crown also. And here, the Spirit of God says, the testing of your faith, what happens when you win over that lion, it gives you the strength to go and win over the bear. When you win over the bear, something happens to your faith. Your faith is multiplied because God's word says, if you take the two and if you are faithful with the two, God will give you more. All of a sudden, there is an increase of faith that comes to those who stand during the test of trial. Because standing is, we are not standing alone, we are standing on the word of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. When you face various trials, rejoice. That's the first thing we need to do. Rejoice. Rejoice knowing that this is going to produce something lasting inside of me. Something lasting inside of you. And when that work is accomplished, we are moved to the next one. From point A to point B, point B to point Z, all the way to our destination. God is speaking at this hour. When this happens, God says, let it happen, let it happen, let it happen. Don't say, oh God, I had this now, now I have this now, I have to face this now. Yes, you can see all those things, but the strength of God when it's within you, you use that strength, that's your sword. The word of God is your sword. The word of God has the strength of God. He enables you to use the sword and to bring the enemy down. It's so important for you to hold on to the word that God gives to you during each season. Very important. Each season, God gives us his word and his word will come to pass if we hold on to the word and use the word of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Take the word of God seriously. Every time God speaks, take the word of God seriously and put it to use. It is your sword against the enemy. God says, when these trials are allowed by God and you go through each one of them, each victory is going to add to something where the work of God that needs to be accomplished in your life will make you to become complete. That means you won't be incomplete. When you pass every time, you are nearing completion. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Our inner man must be perfected by God. It has to be perfected by God. If that perfection needs to take place, we will be passing through the waters, passing through the rivers. But God's word says, when you pass through the river, it will not overcome you. So God will take us through. When he takes us through, he's taking us through something for a definite purpose. So we need to have this in our minds that whatever we may go through, there is a definite purpose of God and that purpose is to make us complete in Him. It doesn't magically happen. It happens according to God's divine steps that He has ordered for our lives. In order to make us complete in Him, in order to make you complete in Him, 
God will take you through stages. In order for God's vision to be fulfilled in David's life, God took David in front of the lion. He took him in front of the bear. He took him in front of the giant. He took him in front of the Philistines. He took him in front of all kinds of people. In front of Saul. And then made him the ruler over Judah. We need to be people who trust God in all things and for all things. Now I'm going to take you to one more scripture portion that the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. And let me just take you there. Go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel chapter... Thirty-seven, I believe. I'm just going there. Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven, and I'm going to read from verse one onwards. Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven, verse one onwards. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and then set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. I want to stop right here. Just verse one itself is very deep. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. I pray that the spirit of the Lord will help you to connect this with James chapter 1. The hand of the Lord took the prophet Ezekiel and he did something before he can put him in the midst of the valley which is full of bones. He took him and he carried him through his spirit. He covered him with his spirit. He gave him the power. He gave him what he needed before he could take him to the midst of the valley full of dry bones. This is something that every believer should have in your mind so that Satan will not trick you or bring you down when you face trials. What is that? God gives the grace before he can place you where he needs to place you. Never go into something and say, Oh Lord, I don't think I can. No, 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 no. He's faithful. He's faithful. He gives you what you need if you are in the will of God. He takes you by his spirit. And then he places you in the valley full of dry bones. Guess who stands with you when you're in the valley full of dry bones? The spirit of God who takes you. He stands with you in the valley full of dry bones. God is speaking to our hearts today. No matter what trial you may face, no matter what situation you may have to go through, the Lord our God is faithful. If you know in your mind that the Spirit of God is the one who is taking me, He has given me the strength for this, if I've been walking with Him. And the Spirit of God is with me right now as I'm going through this. The Spirit of God will tell me what I need to do step by step by step in order for me to accomplish that which God wants me to accomplish and become complete in Him. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Spirit of God takes the person who's walking with Him, covers Him with His Spirit, and then places them in the place of the trial. Same thing happened to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Spirit, God filled him fully, and then led him into the wilderness. 
there he overcame through the power of the spirit who is inside of him. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever you may be facing, know that this is for you to become complete in him. God has something big planned for you. God has thought out everything. From the beginning to the end, God has planned out everything and he knows your end from the beginning. He knows everything. When you face anything that you did not expect, when you face sudden things, unexpected things, God says, be happy because... It's the hand of God that takes you. It's the hand of God that places you. You know what God does? He takes us and he places us. And he doesn't drop us. He doesn't take us like that and he drops us down. No. Where we say, oh my God, my elbow broke and my knees broke because you just dropped me so forcefully, Lord. No. No. You know, have you seen how birds and animals carry their babies? And even, even, even birds, when they, when they sit on the egg, you see that, oh my lord, this egg is not breaking with a big body sitting on that end, you know, it'll kick and, you know, it'll roll and do all kinds of things, but they don't break. They don't break. And even when the babies come and the, and the big mommy bird goes on it and it, you know, it looks like, oh my lord, this kicks, this is so small. It doesn't die. It is so strong. You know why? Because, the mommy knows the eggs and it knows the baby birds. When it does it, it's not like how we will do it. There's a way that these animals, they do. You, you look at cats or dogs when they take their, you know, the puppies or their kittens, they take it in their mouths, even the lions when they carry their cubs. Well, I'm not a zoo owner, so don't say, that. how do you know these things? <laughs> They do. I've seen cats carry kittens and puppies too. When they carry it in their mouths, you think that, how come they're doing it? They have teeth. Don't they? They have teeth. When they bite you, it will hurt. But how are they carrying their babies so gently, without dropping it, without making dents on their bodies? That's a way they carry. You know, when God takes us and He places us in the place of trials. There's a way He carries us. There's a way He places us so gently. And you know what? He's right there watching over us. And He's right there just like with Ezekiel. He gives us step by step what we need to do in order for us to face the giant and bring him down. I'm going to finish in a few minutes but I want to say this. How do you know or how did David know that he can bring Goliath down with a little pebble? I mean, even if he's an expert with that, you don't see David after that standing and going behind the Philistines and going with a sling. No. It was only one time. You don't even see David bring the lion down with a sling and a stone. So it's not the only method that David used and all he knew was the pebble and the sling and that's all he used all the time wherever he went. David was known with a crown and a sling all the time. No, that's not how David was. 
With the lion, he used his hand. With the bear, he used his hand. With the giant, he used the sling and the stone. How did he do that? How did he do that? With the Philistines, he used the sword. How did he do that? It's the Spirit of God who took him and placed him in front of the giant. He said, David, take the stone, take the sling, and go, I'll be with you. He trains my hands for battle and my fingers for war. David said this. For the lion, God trained his fingers. With the giant, God said, you can use the sling and the stone. With the Philistines, God said, take your sword and go. Every time you face a trial, God will teach you exactly what you should use. You know, some people think they can have like five scriptures in their pocket. And all the time they use, you know how they use, they'll take all five and say, bring! <laughs> That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Every time they have a scripture for healing, scripture for this, and they, you'll have a whole set like they say that over and over again. We need to be people who walk with God and get what we need to get during what we need to face. And then you use that, that will cause you to overcome the enemy. Five smooth stones he collected out of five, God only used one. The Spirit of God is very precise. When he leads us, he'll lead us in a very precise way. When he leads us to pray, when we seek him, he leads us very specifically to pray for specific things according to the heart of the Father. And those are the only prayers that will be answered by God. That's like David going with that smooth stone. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God took Ezekiel through the spirit of God. Of course, all the dry bones to come up. God says every time we face a trial, God, the Spirit of God, will be with us. He will strengthen us. He will empower us. He will cover us. He will give us His Word, which is a weapon of the day. Whether it's a stone or a sword, it's God who trains my hands for battle. And it's God who trains my fingers for war. The Bible says, so that my hand My arm can bend a bow of steel. Hallelujah. This is who our God is. This is what God wants to do in our lives. We should be like people. Mighty warriors. They return with great victory. And when they hear something, they say, okay, I'll go. I can take that down. When we have God through our God, we shall do valiantly. And it is He who shall tread down our enemies. Don't grow weary. Don't grow tired. Because our God never grows tired. Hallelujah. He never grows faint. Hallelujah. When we are in Him, He empowers us to accomplish what He will accomplish what he wants to accomplish, what he can accomplish on the face of the earth. In a human body, God can cause you to accomplish the same thing. Jesus said that. What I did, you shall do greater than this. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah.